Welcome to the Everletic Bites Tips and Tricks Podcast, where we share practical tidbits you can use today to get maximum business results from your marketing and business communication efforts. It's so great to have Lee Crimble from Breadcrumbs Linguistics back with us today to chat about some top tips that retailers can use to get better results from their emails. A little about Lee. She is the head behavioral linguist at Breadcrumbs Linguistics, is currently completing a PhD in behavioral science, and is extremely passionate about nudging consumers to take action across various industries. Welcome to our Tips and Tricks podcast. Thank you. We recently launched a collaborative report highlighting the top 50 sales-orientated emails sent from South African retailers in 2021. For those who have not listened to our expert chat podcast as yet, do yourself a favor and pop over there next. For our tips and tricks podcast, however, we focus on top tips to help marketers to get better results. After doing your analysis for this report, what would you say are the top five tips you can share with retail marketers who want to run more effective email campaigns? So tip one would be that timing is everything. Uh, We saw that the most successful retail emails were sent early in the week towards the end of the working day. And this was a bit counterintuitive to what we'd seen previously with other campaigns that we analyzed. So this also links to how important it is to test your email sends and your campaigns. What's great about a platform like Everlytic is that you're able to A-B test multiple emails and multiple campaigns at the same time to be able to see how is the reader, how is the consumer engaging with the content and what days, what times of the day, even seasonal trends, what times of the year is their boosted engagement so that when you're planning some type of campaign, these these contextual cues can, can really form a, a significant part of, of shaping that time-wise. Another hugely important element is to make your emails more personal and more human. And this might seem like an intuitive thing to say, but being able to link yourself as a consumer to a brand and feel part of the brand's story and the brand's lived experience is is hugely powerful in in informing that connection with consumers and then ultimately persuading them to act in a way that's very much beneficial for your brand or for your business. And how we see this play out in the language space is the use of personal pronouns, uh, potentially the use of handwriting fonts to to really be able to boost that intimacy and that connection between you as a brand and your end user. And then being able to situate things within their lived experience. So you as a brand are not offering a deal or an experience. It's their deal. And so being able to say, here is something for you. This is your experience, your offer, your discount immediately makes the person uh, live this in their own way. Next, words are so critical. So when we look from a behavioral linguistics point of view, we speak to semantics and semantics are the, it's the vocabulary choices that we make. And they're very big sentiment differences between the ways that we can uh, frame things and, and the use of these words is therefore so critical. Using very attractive type of language, we refer to hedonic language, which is the use of adjectives to really boost the ways in which things are positioned and, and, and make them feel so much more appealing to us. As an example, referring to Moroccan spiced chickpeas is always going to mm. beat the, the straight chickpea on the shelf. Yeah, to sounds so much yummier. So much yummier. So, and, and we see that this plays out when actually you compare purchasing decisions. And so certainly using that hedonic language is a huge plus. 
And we also refer to breadcrumb navigation devices. So this is things like lists, bullet points, infographic use. Uh, certainly in a visual language space, it could be different colors that come through uh, from a visual language point of view. And this really just helps with readability. And we know that when things are clear and simple and easy to read, mm. they come across as a lot more credible. And you certainly want to be able to trust a brand uh, before you make a decision to purchase from them. And so by making things simple uh, and, and reducing that complexity in your consumers' lives, they're more likely to find what you say truthful and then be persuaded by it. Mm. Overcoming objections through language is also a critical part of being able to frame content in a way that immediately offsets any friction points or barriers that a reader or a consumer might have going into the purchasing decision-making process. And what we mean by that is there are already going to be misgivings potentially that a reader comes into a communication thinking. If it's an online purchase, they want to know that they're getting the best deal. They want to know they're not going to find the same item in store for a cheaper price. They want to know how long delivery is going to take, that they're not going to be messed around closer to the time uh, when, when they actually want to receive the item. And then they want to know if they need to return the item or if it's not to their preference or liking, what are the processes involved with that? And so in our analyses of these retail emails, we found that the ones that really offset these concerns almost upfront to, to use language of convenience by saying things are hassle-free, returning is an easy process, it's a free process, same-day delivery, that, that type of convenience that came through really did help then to alleviate any concerns or fears that a consumer might have and help to ultimately drive them to then want to make the purchase. Mm, makes complete sense. And, and it's all about, you know, from, from what you're saying, it's all about building that trust and credibility. Absolutely. So social proofing plays a bit of a role here and it might not play out necessarily in the email space, but online on, on, on websites where you have member stories or client testimonials promoting a product or giving it a five-star review, that really then does help to drive that trust uh, because people think, okay, well, people like me, people in my area, people living in, in my country are also purchasing from this retailer and it just gives it a lot more credibility that no, I'm not going to get scammed or this, this yeah. is going to end up being what I want to buy and and actually receiving it. Mm, especially when purchasing online, I think there is that huge element where I will rather trust a friend's advice on a product than trust what someone puts necessarily on their site. For sure. And it's why these retailers actually incentivize reviews. A lot of the times you'll receive a product and uh, there'll be some type of triggered email that then comes afterwards saying, hi, Lee, do you like this product that you purchased from X brand? Uh, review it online. Let us publish this online and send a chance to win a voucher. Mm. And, and they know that there's such power in that social proofing principle that incentivizing people to review products that they've purchased is, is is a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. And how about uh, visuals? Call to action buttons in retail mailers are absolutely critical. And it was quite interesting to analyze a lot of these emails in, in, in context to see how are these being positioned? How do they look from a visual language point of view? And certainly we saw that big, bold buttons in, in bright colors. So mm -hmm. we had very much like primary colors coming through. The text was written in bold, sometimes capital letters, in white text. So it really stood out. The contrast there made it very easy to read. Lots of use of situating the deal again in the reader or consumer space. So, for example, spoil myself would, would be the, mm. the, the button that somebody would click on buy myself X. 
And so by using personal pronouns, immediately people are able to see how this is going to benefit them in their life. And we could see that there was a, a marked improvement in engagement levels. Mm, amazing. And you can feel it because it, it, it does feel like it's yours already, right? Sure. And that links to this loss aversion principle, which is a very strong behavioral principle that we don't want to lose out on something. Uh, I guess in today's day, we would refer to it as a bit of a FOMO principle. Yeah. And if something's waiting for us or we know we've been allocated it or we, we qualify for it and we feel that ownership. Uh, we're far more compelled to act and, and act more urgently. Yeah, agreed. And and thanks so much, Lee. These are really, really helpful tips. Yeah, we've certainly found that behavioral nudges really have emerged as one of the best ways to improve sales uh, while still maintaining an end user's freedom of choice, which is such a critical part to anything in this behavioral world. And so being able to craft content in ways that appeal to people engage them, uh, catch their attention, and then and then help them make a decision to purchase as a brand or a business is, is certainly what we're after. Yeah, for sure. To briefly summarize, timing is everything. And the interesting takeout there was really it being earlier in the week that people are engaged and at the end of the working day. Uh, what I liked is that the testing is really important because everyone's audience is different. So it's really important that brands do use testing functionality, understanding really what drives your customer to act. So really important to, to take these tips on board and then making your content more personal. So speaking to the person directly using language principles like you and your. And then the visuals, understanding that you need to have that really bold call to action. And and if you have too many different or the same call to actions or bland call to actions on your email, that you may actually be avoiding the conversion at the end of the day. And what we love about this is it's, it's really an accessible and affordable way of changing behavior because we all use language. We all have methods of communication. We've all got brand books and, and style guidelines and, and tone guidelines. And it's just certain small little tweaks using behavioral communication to really get that competitive advantage. I love that. And we are using a lot of these insights in, in our own marketing initiatives now. So oh, thank super. you for that. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Uh, these are great tips, like I said, but if you're looking for media content to consume, then head over to our website, www.evalytic.com, the resources and marketing guides uh, category to track down the full report. It's called The Language of Sales, Behavioral Linguistics in Retail. Wonderful to have you on the Evalytic Bytes podcast again, and I look forward to working on the next analysis together. Us too. Thanks so much. Cheers for now. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.